Well, bless the Lord, saints of God. This is Pastor Tony tonight coming from Triple C Devotionals Cathedral Christian Church Online Podcast. We pray that we bless you tonight with a word from God, uh, hot off the wire, as I like to say. I want to open tonight with a word of prayer on this fifth evening of August 2020. Let's go into God with prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as we come this Wednesday evening, we pray that you allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord, my strength, and my Redeemer. It is our desire, God, that you be glorified, that we be edified, and that the devil be horrified, because we've not stopped preaching, nor teaching, or sharing, or striving to be a witness in this life. Father, bless the words that will go forth tonight, that someone will reap a blessing and be able to be able to stand in the midst of all the things that we have to stand in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Tonight, I want to title this podcast, Don't Worry While You're Waiting in the Storm. Two passages of scripture tonight, as one as a point of reference, James chapter 5, verse number 7 and 8. And then we're going to focus in on Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. So first of all, James chapter 5, verse number 7 reads, be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patient for it, until he receive the early and latter rain. Verse number 8 says, Be ye also patient, establish, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. So that was James chapter 5, verses 7 and 8, where he talks about being patient, like as an example, those that have planted seed and preparing for the harvest, they have to wait. He's waiting for the first fruits of the earth to come forward for the latter rain so that they can produce the fruit that's needed to, to, to gather a harvest. So as an analogy, God wants us to wait on him for all the things that we need. And you'll see where I'm going at prayerfully here in a little bit. So let's go to the main focus of our scripture tonight. Uh, so the baseline for our, our, our podcast message is don't worry while you're waiting in the storm. So Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41 in the King James Version of the Bible, as it reads, And the same day when the eve was come, he saith unto them, that's his disciples, let us pass over to the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him, and saith unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, in a form of a question, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And the last verse is, And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea Obey him. May God bless us all, the readers, hearers, and doers of his word. 
We gave James the opportunity to share with us about being patient as the harvester waits for the latter rain to reap a reward for what he has planted as just as analogy, as a symbol to about being patient. They that wait on the Lord, Isaiah 40 and 31, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, run and not be weary, walk and faint not. Those are examples. Why am I sharing all of this? As I said, hot off the wire, the numerical numbers of COVID-19 and the pandemic that's global is reaching of epic proportions. The numbers are through the roof. We have unprecedented amount of deaths that some people who have tried to politicize the whole pandemic, they're ignorant. I'll say that point blank and blunt. This is a spiritual war that the enemy has launched against God and God's people, as well as those who will be casualties of a chemical, biological attack on America. Why do I say that? Because we don't know the origin. We don't know who patient zero was. We don't know who patient zero is. All we know is sometime in the latter part of 2019, and if I get one witness that will testify to this, we are firm believers during the month of November, December, going into 2020, January, February. Many of us had fallen prey with symptoms that it wasn't sinuses, it wasn't affection, it wasn't an upper respiratory. They didn't know what it was. Soon after the month of April, then they put a name on it. COVID-19, and it has manipulated and manifested itself in so many different variations that they can't, the scientists can't get a grip and or a grasp on how to control or manage it. Why? God is allowing things to happen. I don't know the answer why. If I did, I'd share it with you. But what I can share is what the Lord has laid on my heart about where we are. It is a tragedy that we have lost loved ones. It's a tragedy that we're in the midst of a pandemic. We often ask ourselves the question when we come into our homes where it's peaceful and quiet, preferably, that when you think about it, we're literally living in a pandemic in the 21st century in 2020 in America. It's unprecedented that we're actually discussing on all the media outlets, on all the ways of television and radio and all the things that we can. It's where we are. It's a reality. But God is raising up some soldiers that will share with you prayerfully that we can speak a word that will motivate your mind, your heart, your mind, your body, your soul, that it will all encompass your, your, your desire to know that God is real. I challenge the preachers that have been way more successful, that have acquired and amassed enormous amounts of wealth. Where are you in the preaching of the unadulterated gospel that God is in control even though it doesn't feel like it? What am I trying to tell you? We are not to walk by our feelings we're to walk by our faith. We're not to walk by what we see with our natural eyes, but we're to walk by what we believe and what we have studied in accordance to God's word. So I want to just share a few things tonight. And as we look at being patient, 
How? The question is, preacher, how can you tell me to be patient? I lost my brother. I lost my sister. I lost my cousin. I lost my grandmother. I lost my grandfather. I lost my uncle or my aunt. I lost somebody that's dear to my heart. When I talk to my family members, all I think about is tragedy. I think about death surrounding me. We're in a war that's unexplicable, that we can't even put a finger on it. We can't even determine when it starts or when it's going to end. We ask God the question, God, how long? And I hear in the spiritual realm, not long, because we don't know. The Bible says that a thousand years is as one day unto God. And I can hear some of you now saying, or preacher, you don't understand what I'm going through. I'm not supposed to understand what you're going through because I'm not you. I'm human just like you. And we've experienced these things and we're dealing with these things. We constantly talk about it. And you've heard me say in previous podcasts, obedience is better than sacrifice. The scriptures give us many, many, many analogies about uh, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and yet lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? We talk about sickness and death. We talk about all of the examples of those who have gone on before us who've had to endure the plagues of Bible times. These things that we speak of are of biblical proportion. And we wonder why. So I want to focus on the word before we close the podcast out tonight. As I thought about being patient, what is patience? Patience is waiting spiritually on God to do for you what you can't do for yourself. It's another derivative of faith. What is faith? Now faith, in accordance to Hebrews 11 and 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I can't see. This enemy is a secret, deadly soldier that we can't put a physical body to because he's moving in the deathly realm of the spirit of the enemy. See, you got to believe that the devil is a destroyer of all things good. Where there's peace, he's trying to bring chaos, havoc, devastation, and desolation. You got to understand we're in a spiritual war. So I believe that God is trying to make some soldiers tonight. And I pray that you'll be encouraged. I pray that this will give you something to help you to fight just another day. And you ask the question, well, preacher, how long? I'll tell you by God's standard, not godly long. Amen. So, so Mark tonight, I want to focus in on it. And I want to use, and this just is a biblical basis of the storm mentality. So here we are. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. And he's saying in that same day when the evening was come, Jesus was telling his disciples, let's go to the other side of the lake or the river as they would call it. And when they had sent the, the multitude away, they done blessed folk all day. And here it is. You've been striving and striving and, and, and doing the things you want to do. And along comes the pandemic to wreak havoc on your life, to mess up your mind, to mess with your emotions, to mess with your family member, to destroy your normal natural habitat. See, in America, we've gotten used to being coddled and pampered in our life. We call it bougie. But here's what God is. God has favored us. And I've told the church many a years, favor from the Lord to the world ain't fair. It's just favor. What does that mean? That God has been blessing even in the midst of, as I talked about even earlier podcasts, the children of Israel in captivity, God was still blessing them in the midst of their captivity. 
Don't you understand that God still has the ability to bless us in the midst of the pandemic? Have you not looked around? It is horrific. It is tragic. But when you start to look at God as a whole, there ain't much God can't do. Because why? Because God can do all things. If you believe in Philippians 4.13, for he says, for I can do all things through Christ, as Paul said, which strengthens me. Why? Because greater is he that's in you. That's the spirit of Jesus Christ than he that is in the world. God's got a way. And I hope tonight as I get ready to bring out a few more things out of Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41, that this will bless your soul to be able to stand. And as Paul said, done all to stand, stand. In this truth, amen. So in this analogy, he says, when they sent the multitude away and the ship was there and there was other ships in the midst of them, and he says, and a great storm arose, a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship. So now that it was full, so let's take the analogy of the storm and make it your life. You was planning on traveling and now your travels have been halted. You've been planning on going to school and now your school has been brought to a halt. The world is trying to force feed you to go into the danger zone to put your children at risk because of financial and prosperity gain. And God's trying to give us wisdom. Obedience is to still hunker down. And I understand the concept that we have to try to live as normal as we can. But the comment has been made when we get back to normal. Well, let me drop something in your spirit while I'm coming by your street. We will never have the normal that we've been accustomed to. We have to learn to reacclimate ourselves and reinvent where we are, reinvent who we are, knowing whose we are in the midst of our new normal. Our new normal should be this, that we know that Christ is. What is Christ? Christ is our everything. But ah, during this time of pandemic, I have found some, and you're human. I want to speak to where you're at. I want to speak to where your mind's at. I want to speak to where you think. I want to speak to when you get ready to lay down at night, what your mind closes your eyes and think about the last thing you do. Some of us are listening to CNN. Some of us are watching ABC and NBC and CBS. And the last thing we do before we close our eyes is to hear the horrific stories of death, desolation, and all the things that's causing us pain, grief, and separation and anxiety. God is the antidote. God is the method that will cause us to be healed in the spiritual realm while he's allowing the scientists and the doctors to come up with something to help abate, to slow down, and to manage the now new normal of actually having a pandemic or what we call COVID-19 that we'll have to get inoculated or get vaccinations just to try to combat it in the future years to come. We don't know. It may be eradicated. It may not never come back, but it just may be just like the flu. Some will require every year to get a shot just to try to mitigate and deal with COVID-19 as they call it. But tonight, I want to get ready to bring this to a close tonight as I want to bring a few more things out and I want to talk about it and then we'll close out the podcast. When you think about this analogy, I want to use as I get ready to bring the podcast to a quick close tonight, I want to use and he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace be still. What is the wind? What is the storm? The storm is all the things that God is allowing to enter into our normal habitat of life. 
right now is COVID-19. What am I trying to tell you? That in the midst of, I'm not in denial about what we're experiencing. I'm not in denial about what we're seeing. I'm not being tough on anybody because I'm telling you to have a biblical kind of faith that overrides your feelings. What I'm trying to do is get soldiers ready to continue to fight this spiritual fight that the world can't win by putting resources of money and people on this thing. This is God's doing and God's the only one that can bring us out. So I get ready to bring this thing to a conclusion tonight. And as Jesus said in verse 39, and he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said unto them in the form of a question, I ask you the question tonight, why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? You ain't got to answer the podcast, but you got to ask yourself the question. Have I been in church all my life, but yet today I act as if God is not a deliverer? You must ask yourself the question, have I not prayed unto God and labored at the altar, as some of the old Dr. Watts saints would say, but yet feel myself becoming emotionally less, thinking that God's not going to bring us through? You've got to ask yourself the question, have I not been believing God in every revival, in every crusade, but, but now because I see the, 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 the earth in a tailspin of death, desolation, and destruction, I'm just being truthful. I'm hindered in my mind, some have said. I'm troubled in my spirit, some have said. I'm worried in the midst of the storm, some have said. But I come to drop into your spirit tonight that you cannot strive to seek God and yet worry. You heard me say, if you're going to worry, don't pray. If you're going to pray, don't worry. Now that's easier said than done. So here's the challenge tonight. Tonight, effectively, speaking immediately, you've got to get this soldier mindset that I've got to understand, am I a believer that God will deliver me through this pandemic? Can I believe that God is not a liar and that he will do what his word says? So tonight, as we look at this podcast, a little lengthy tonight, but I believe it's biblically pertinent to what we're talking about. So tonight, as I close, I want you to understand, and this is what he said in conclusion in verse number 41, and they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? So I want you to know that while you're in the midst of this storm, we understand when the billows of life begin to rage, when you realize that your temper temperature is rising and almost at the threshold of a hundred plus. I want you to understand that God can bring a calm to your mind. God can bring a, a calm to your fear. God can bring a calm to the sense of urgency that you're not going to make it. You ask yourself the question, how long? And God's saying not long. And I'm telling you tonight that you can hold on just a little while longer. I'm trying to get you to understand this is a biblical war and you've got to fight it in prayer. You've got to seek God's face in accordance to Matthew 6 and 33 and says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. I close tonight by trying to encourage you to know that while you're in this storm, the storm is going to pass over. I want you to understand you will make it to school soon enough. It's delayed, not denied. I want you to understand while you're in the midst of the sickness, while you're in the midst of losing the loved ones, if they died in the Lord, the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. If they died in the midst of God, weep 
but don't weep too long. Mourn, but don't mourn too long. Cry, but don't cry too long. Weeping literally endures for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. I want you to know tonight that you've got to understand that God's going to let this storm pass over. If you stand on this word, stand with me tonight and know that God says, baby, don't worry while you're in the storm. Baby, seek my face. Lay down tonight on a pillow of peace. Lay down tonight on a cushion of comfort. Lay down tonight under sheets of satisfaction. Look unto the hills from with your help. You know that your help comes from the Lord. So as we close tonight, I want you to strive as best you can to be encouraged, soldier. My brother and my sister, be encouraged. I want you to live to fight another day. I want you to think about those who need to look to you as a part of their biblical moral strength. Sometimes you're the only Jesus that people see. And if they see you losing your mind, see you losing your mouth, see you losing your voice, see you about to lose your ever-loving mind and your house is about to crumble, you've got to get a grip. And let God bring you back in line and get into this word and understand God is on the throne. There is not a spot where God is not and wherever you are, God is. I want you to be encouraged tonight. See God's face. We're going to make it through this pandemic. We're going to get through this storm. The storm is going to pass over if you hold on just a little while longer. You've got to believe God at his word. God is a God who will never lie. You study God's word. You believe God for his truth. And you watch God work. So let's get ready tonight to know that this storm that we're in, we're going to practice what we're preaching. We're going to strive and work not to worry while we're waiting in the storm. Because this storm is going to pass over in the name of Jesus Christ. So let's get ready to go out tonight. I pray that God bless you and that we get ready to know that this storm is going to pass over. In the name of Jesus. Let's close out tonight. Triple C Devotionals is closing out until the next podcast. It is in Jesus' name we go before God. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we're in the midst of this storm, it's real. We know, God, that you can do it. Father, we got some folk right now about to lose their mind. They're about to take their life. They're about to give up. God, we pray tonight that you give them strength to stand. Help them to know that we're going to make it over. In the name of Jesus. Bless now in Jesus' name. Amen. The storm is going to pass over. Stand strong, child of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Sit out.
Praise the Lord, saints of God. Pastor Tony here from Triple C Devotionals, Cathedral Christian Church Online Podcast. We want to bless you this Wednesday afternoon, August 12, 2020. Did not podcast on Sunday, but we're going to bring a word from God on today, and I pray that you will be blessed. Let's open with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We pray, dear God, that you allow everybody that will be able to download this podcast, to hear the word of God, to prayerfully be blessed, to be encouraged, be enlightened, to be motivated, to live another day and fight on in this war. Bless now, dear God, as we often say, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord, my strength, and my Redeemer. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Permit me to read this afternoon from the book of Psalms, Psalm 121. And it reads, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. In the last verse, verse 8, The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. We want to title this podcast this afternoon, You're Looking in the Wrong Direction. You're Looking in the Wrong Direction. Here we have a psalm that was written by the psalmist. And he says here, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. Let's pause there for a second. As we look at the word of God on this afternoon, and you know, I'm telling everybody that we're in the height of the pandemic. We're right here in the midst of war. I said it several podcasts ago, chemical biological attack. We constantly watch the numbers rise to epic proportions. We are right now in the physical, mental, physical health storm of our lives. And yet we have people of every genre, of every ethnicity, of every socioeconomical status here fighting from a political standpoint about who's right, who's wrong, when God is allowing us to see this pandemic, this COVID-19, to morph and manifest itself from the smallest of child to the eldest of citizen in this world. 
This is a worldwide global pandemic that's causing death, devastation, havoc. It's causing all kinds of disruption in whatever we deem normal in life. And we often wonder, is God real? Now, I've been very hard on the clergymen that have acquired and accumulated and amassed enormous amounts of wealth by their names alone, movies, books, and TV appearances. My question to you is, where are you with the global message that Jesus Christ is alive and well, that the Bible teaches that Jesus has a government up on his shoulder, that the Bible teaches by his stripes we're healed. He was wounded for our transgressions. The chastisement of his peace is upon us, and by his stripes we're healed. Where are the messengers that's trying to help correlate together, advocate the truth, so that people can become free with their belief and understand and know that even during this pandemic, God is real. So I come this afternoon prayerfully hoping that somebody will share this message with a friend, with a co-worker, with an uncle, with an aunt, with a brother, with somebody who will hear. For the Bible says, he who have an ear to hear, let him hear. We'll never try to force our beliefs on anybody, but tell me this, if you are present if you are prevalent, if you are watching what's going on around you, I tell you this is real. We call it various names, COVID-19, the pandemic. Some of us at work call it the Rona. The Rona is real. Lives are, are dying all around us. So I come this afternoon with just hopefully an inspirational message of hope. Things have been delayed. Look at the schools that are trying to reopen. We can't mathematically social distance six feet all the time, 24-7, 365. It's virtually impossible to go back out and to replenish your supplies. It's almost inevitable that you have to come in contact with somebody. If you're in the store, like we are oftentimes every few weeks trying to replenish our supplies, I try to stand with my back against the wall so people just don't pass by because you don't know. Who doesn't think that this is real? You don't know who's not even believing that, that the manifestation is real. So God wants us to try to give you some encouragement today in the name of Jesus Christ. So Psalm 121, the psalmist says, after looking up and lifting up his eyes unto the hill from which cometh his help, he goes on to say, and alludes to the fact that my help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth for everybody. I've always been a firm believer that if you look around to the trees, the landscape, if you're from the mountain area, if you've been overseas, if you've been in the desert, there's no way, there's not enough dump trucks, there's not enough construction trucks to create the type of landscape that we see every day. If it had not been for God, capital G, where would we be? What would we see? Where would we be experiencing what we're experiencing? I don't know. But God says, and through the scriptures, my help coming from the Lord, capital L, which made heaven and earth. Here's what the, the, the author says. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved, colon. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. What does that mean? The amplified version says this in verse number two. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Verse three, he will not allow your foot to slip or to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber, meaning he ain't going to sleep on you. 
See, in life, people will fail us. People will let us down. Look at the political bureaucracy that we're experiencing. People are losing funds. People have lost their jobs. Companies are folding. People have lost a lot of things because of the nature of society. God says in his word, when you leave your first love, America has prided itself by being founded upon the principles and the precepts of God and God's word. But I beg to differ and question based on the fruit that we see. The fruit that we're physically tasting, that we're analytically tasting, that we're politically tasting, that we're anatomically tasting, that we're seeing all around us. You know it's a tragedy from the upheaval of Black Lives Matter to the point where racial disparities are happening. Statues are being destroyed and mutilated. Historical of nature of all ethnicities. Let me drop something in your spirit while I'm driving by your street. I would pray that we would grow beyond the mentality and the mindset of a statue. I want you to understand, for Tony, Tony's bigger than a historical statue of those that were racism in 1860. What we need to focus on, those hearts of man has to be changed. I understand people want to protest and remove things, but you've got to look beyond what you see, what was, and look to what's now and what will be. We've got to grow beyond what was. We're no longer there. We advocate for those. We know what has happened. We don't deny its existence. But let me drop this in your spirit. I would rather that the law get changed, that we have equal rights, equal pay, affirmative action, and all the things that we need today versus what some historical statute did back then that can't do nothing for me right now. That thing's an inanimate object. But the man and woman that walks around today who claim to be of God, capital G, but exhibits the fruit of the evil one, that's the one you need to be protesting. That's the one that needs to be in question. I look at the word of God. He says, he will not suffer that foot to be moved. He will keep thee and will not slumber. Verse four says, behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. We know Israel, when it was established as a state in 1946, we realize now enemies all around Israel, but yet it still has not, nor will it ever be defeated. That's God's chosen people. And we too, 21st century, have been adopted into the family of God through his son, Jesus Christ. So I want you to be encouraged as I come. And I'm going somewhere. Just follow me for just a little while longer. He says in verse five, the Lord is thy keeper, colon. Let me drop this in your spirit. I don't know who and who you've been looking to. I don't know who you've been looking out for. I don't know where your eyes have been roaming. I know that oftentimes we look to the politicians to give us help. We oftentimes look to our brother, our sister to give us help. We oftentimes look to mama and daddy if they're still living to give us help. Grandmama or significant other, or we look at somebody who's a legal guardian to give us help. But I've come today to let somebody know, be careful where you're looking because you just might find what you're looking for. I come this afternoon to let you know 
if you believe that the Lord is your keeper, if you believe that the Lord shall upon thy right hand hold you, if you believe that God is your shield and your buckler, if you believe that God is able to do abundantly above all that you can ask or think, you ought to hold on. You may ask preacher, well, how long do I have to go through this pandemic? How long do I have to delay from going back to school? How long do I have to wait before I can travel overseas? And I'll tell you how long not long. For the Bible says that one year is as a thousand days unto Jesus, but to us one moment is too many, too long, too taxing, too stressful. God is trying to show us some things, people of God. I want you to be encouraged. And I'm going somewhere and I'm about to close in just a minute. In verse five and six and beyond, he says this, the Lord is thy keeper, Colon, the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. What does that mean? It's representative of the covering of God. What does that mean? That means the things that you thought you was going to do coming into June, July, August, September, October, November, December have all been deterred. I'll call them delayed, not denied. To deny you means that God will not supply all of your needs in accordance to his riches and glory. Then that would be contradictory of the word. And God, through his son Jesus and the Holy Ghost, esteems his word above his name. But ah, let me drop this in your spirit. His word is his name. And the Bible says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's what his disciples said. If you are a prolific modern-day disciple, one who's adhering to the teachings of God, you too can say that our God is my shield. Our God is my buckler. Our God shall provide a way and make a way where there is no way. But you've got to know where you're looking. As I get ready to close this podcast this afternoon, verses 7 and 8 will close us out. And I pray that I'm blessing somebody today. See, we begin to look into the wrong things. Oftentimes, we look into our finances to try to be our help. For the Bible says you can't serve two masters in the book of Matthew. You're going to love one and hate the other. Some will try to look to their positions and their titles to get them over, to, get, to carry them through. Some oftentimes look at what they've done in their past lives that they can look at their image. But let me drop this in your spirit while I'm also there. Image ain't everything. I've come to let you know this afternoon when you look at verses number seven and eight as we conclude this broadcast on this afternoon. Here's what the word says, and the writer says it best. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil, colon. What does that mean? Paniros means the evil one. The evil one, in accordance to John chapter 10 and verse number 10, the Bible says, For the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Let me pause there real quick and say this. This pandemic, the COVID-19, the Rona that we call it, is trying to destroy your body, mess with your mind, remove your breathing uh, uh, apparatuses within inside your body. It's trying to destroy your family, destroy your money, destroy your future. God wants you to understand as I get ready to close. He says this. He shall preserve thy soul. What does that mean? Lastly, the Bible says in verse number eight of Psalm 121, the Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in 
from this time forth and even forevermore. I want you to be encouraged, child of God, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. I want you to know that if you're looking to the hills from which cometh your help and you understand that your help cometh from the Lord, quit looking to the president, quit looking to the Congress, quit looking to the Senate, quit looking to CNN, quit looking to ABC, quit looking to NBC, quit looking to all the things that can get you nothing but more devastation, more loneliness, more grief, more divide. God is trying to reunite his people. God's trying to build you up. He's trying to make a way where there is no way. I conclude this afternoon by telling you that God says you've got to go where you're looking and quit looking where you're going. What does that mean? That means if I'm looking to the hills from which cometh my help and understand that my help comes from God, if I understand he's a, he's a, he's a buckler in the time of trouble, if you understand that God is your bridge over trouble, water. If you understand, God will feed you when you hungry. If you understand that God will give you water and be water in a dry place. If you understand that God is a friend that sticks closer than a brother, you got to understand that God is the one that is your deliverer. God is the one that will help you through the pandemic. God is the one that will set you free. God is the one that can heal you. He's better than any lawyer. He's better than any scientist. He's better than any doctor. He's better than any surgeon. He's that doctor that's never lost a patient. He's the spiritual lawyer that's never lost a case. Oh, I close this afternoon by letting you know, be encouraged, child of God. Look unto the hills from which cometh your help. He's got the eye on the sparrow, and that sparrow is you. He's looking at you. He sees you. He knows you. He's built you. He's made you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. So we get ready to close Triple C devotional podcast this afternoon, I want you to know that God has got his eye on you, Sparrow, and he's going to deliver you in his own time. So be blessed. Let's close out in a word of prayer. Triple C devotionals, Pastor Tony out. Be blessed, be encouraged, and stay strong, stay safe, and believe that God is on your side. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm so excited that I'm not going to confuse myself with what the world is doing, but I'm going to look to you, the author and finisher of my faith. I'm going to look to you and know that you've got me in the cradle of your arms. I'm going to look to you and know that I'm delivered, I'm saved, I'm healed, I'm sanctified. I'm free in Jesus' name. I want you to know, God, we thank you. We praise you, we magnify you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Until the next podcast, be blessed. When Jesus is my portion, a constant friend is he, his eye is on the sparrow, and I know
And I know 